Welcome to the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, where we bring you a weekly dose of powerlifting news, tips, and training advice with a touch of 80s rock ballads. This podcast is presented by Team Roar Powerlifting, your source of the most comprehensive coaching and meet day preparation. Here are your hosts, Josh Roar and Laura Sturm. And welcome to the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Lara Sturm. Hey, I'm Josh Rohr. This is episode 22. Uh, we're going to start with something a little bit different, start giving a little uh, shout out to some of our uh, followers on social media. We had uh, a few people join the following, I guess we'll call it, uh, since last week. So uh, we'll give a shout out to Keith Honeycutt, Stretch, Stretch Zone Savannah, James Vang, which I don't know why he wasn't following us before because he's actually been on the podcast and it's one of our coaches. Uh, but hey, props to you for uh, for finally getting on board with it. Reese Carter, Ballard Childs, Ray Coons, Eric Levy, and Viking Strength Nutrition. Thank you guys for following us on Instagram. If anybody's out there listening and wants to follow us, PL Ballads Podcast, we're average. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. We're honest. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we got a meet coming up this weekend, the USA Powerlifting Suwannee Holiday Havoc. Uh, it's taking place in Suwannee, Georgia. Um, it's Sunday, December 13th. And James Vang, actually the guy we just mentioned, he's one of our coaches that's lifting. Um, he is about ready to put on a serious performance. Um it's going to be one of those things that, you know, assuming everything goes right, there's always things that could happen, but you know, knock on wood, he should be putting up one of the all-time totals for the 66 kilo class. So pretty excited to see what he puts together on the platform and kind of make, make his mark uh, on the sport. Well, he already has made his mark, but kind of really cement his status, I guess, as one of the best ever. So it should be pretty cool to watch that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, We put together, uh, uh, a highlight video for everybody um, last week, two weeks ago, something like that. Basically took little clips of every one of our segments from November and condensed it into 60 seconds. Um, it, I, I'm not very good at video editing, so it took me like five hours to do this, um, but I was really super entertained by it and had a lot of fun. And it's, uh, it's on our social media, the Facebook page and the Instagram, if you want to check it out. It's good for a little bit of a laugh, I think. It's pretty funny. I, I got to say last week you, you were um, just dying. Like, did you watch this? Did you watch this? And I was like, Oh no, I didn't watch it. And um, I, when I got off the podcast last week, I went and watched it. And if I had been drinking coffee or had anything in my mouth, I would have spit it out pretty much. And uh, it would have been a spit take. Yeah. it would have been one of those. And you know, like I, I just pulled a rib um, last week and I was on the mend until I laughed my rib back out <laughs> with that so damn you josh roar uh, pretty funny though for laughter was really laughter was, video editing I, what was not the best medicine no <laughs> no man when you have a pulled rib it's just it's awful you can't roll over in bed you can't lay down you can't stand up and it's only kind of starting to just getting back to the place where it's okay again that's good oh well that happens glad to hear it so we're going to do something a little different just for fun. Uh, rapid fire. I'm going to uh, just give you five different statements, words, questions, et cetera. And first thing that comes to your mind, I guess I should ask you if that's okay first. <laughs> well, 
yeah, sure. I mean, why not? I got to say, though, I am not a good rapid fire person generally because um, I'm more of kind of a thinker and a writer than a, um, you know, spontaneous person <laughs> speaking. I can't speak. It's hard. So I'll do the best I can. But this is real. I, gotcha. Josh should not reveal the words to me. Well, I'll let you do. I'll let you ask. the. the or I'll let, we'll reverse roles next week. Neither one of us can talk. This is terrible. <laughs> All right. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, first one, first thing that comes to your mind, traveling to nationals. <laughs> um, watching um, a movie on the um, airplane <laughs> and <laughs> getting hormonal and crying my eyes out. And I think it was um, Black Panther. Uh, Black Panther is not actually a, a, a sad movie. No. That's how I knew that, yeah, but that's, one of my memories of traveling to nationals. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got to say, that's not what I was expecting there. <laughs> See, there you go. All right. Number two, bench shirt. Evil. Evil. Lies. Josh Rohr convinced me, oh, a bench shirt's just kind of like a slingshot. It's okay. Here, just put this brand new one on that's never been worn before. It'll be fine. Lies. And was it fine? No, yes. no, never. I still, I, I think I ended up having about 10 different bench shirts over probably more actually. I just kept buying them to try to find like the right fit. And I, I still can't say I've ever really come close to figuring out a bench shirt. It's an art and a science. Oh, it is. It's like there's raw bench press and then it's equipped bench press in a tight shirt. Completely two different things. Yeah. Completely true but it is awesome it is so it's evil and awesome all in one number three best pizza topping Ooh, bacon bacon that's always the right answer <laughs> it is number four favorite non-gym outfit pajamas pajamas okay i'll take that i've got some fuzzy pants that are my favorites <laughs> They're warm and awesome. And they have like skulls on them. So it's cool. Win-win. Totally. Number five, best protein flavor. Uh, vanilla, because you can put anything in it and make it something else. I'm with you. I'm mostly vanilla though, just because I'm plain Jane, like vanilla ice cream, vanilla, whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm weird. Really? If you're going to have ice cream, that's your favorite pick? Vanilla. Yeah, it really is. Like vanilla bean. It's like, uh, I mean, vanilla bean's good, but I think I'd still be like, ah, yeah, maple pecan, almond joy. I mean, all of I those mean, are great too, but you know, when it comes down to it, I'm good with vanilla. Vanilla. Huh. Well, and then you could take like vanilla protein powder and like I take frozen bananas and I put them in a blender and I barely put enough milk in there to blend up the bananas and then add a little protein powder and it's like ice cream. Mm. It's good. Might have to try that. I'm a big ice cream fan. Yeah. And you know, it's healthy ice cream instead of, but I have a severe dairy allergy. Uh, so, well, not really dairy out. I don't know what it is. You grew up on a dairy farm. I know that's the irony I have. a so <laughs> when I drink a lot of milk or dr eat a lot of dairy, I basically get a series of paper cuts on my right hand and flaky skin and everything else only on my right hand. 
And it's been that way since as long as I can remember, but I started experimenting with it and my hands like completely fine right now, but I haven't been doing eating any dairy or anything. But if I start eating dairy for like a week, it'll start. I mean, literally I have like seven or eight paper cuts that like burn when you get water on them and stuff. Um, So I don't know. How do we get on this topic? Ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. But I love it. So it's like a, it's like a trade-off. Like I can sneak some in here and there. You need to make yourself some of that banana ice cream. Yeah, I might have to. Frozen bananas and a little bit of, a little bit of, you could do almond milk instead. Yeah. And protein powder. I'm always and, looking for ways to eat ice cream without paper cuts. Well, and the good slant on it too is you take the, uh, yeah, without paper cuts. That's, yeah. I know, isn't it weird? Without seeing. So you take the bananas, you, you, you put them in the blender, you add the vanilla protein powder, add a little bit of maple syrup and blend it all up just so it's that consistency of ice cream and then throw some walnuts in and it's like maple pecan uh, maple walnut <laughs> um it's good awesome my favorite there we'll you go to, there's a I have to give it a whirl tip literally but literally all right moving on to the powerlifting situation this was a instagram post so if it's food for thought if you want to go to the instagram post and and read this and see what other people have said um so we're going to get josh roar's take so this is a complicated scenario So I'm going to do my best to uh, read it and not fuck it up. All right, here it is. Step one. Step one. With your opening deadlift, your total will be 80 kilos ahead of third place. It's pretty good. Your subtotal is 10 kilos less than your first place competitor. You weigh less and you have a lower lot number. Your opening deadlift is 10 kilos more than your first place competitor in order to tie and be ahead on body weight after openers your last warm-up though felt slow and hard do you change your opener or leave it where it is so this is never never what you want to experience i guess going in but uh just to put it in context so essentially to to read through the lines what we need we need to deadlift 10 kilos more than this other person in order to win um so in an ideal situation, our last warm up would feel great and we would open 10 kilos more than they open. So if they make it and we make it, we're ahead. Whatever they go to their second, we go 10 kilos over. If they make it, we make it, we win. Um, third attempt, again, we would go 10 kilos over what they do. If they miss and we miss, then we still win because we were ahead after seconds. The curveball here is the fact that our last warm up felt, felt hard. So in this situation, absolutely. This is where a lot of, I think people's egos get in the way is they know that they need to match their competitor essentially to win. Um, and they stick with their opener and a lot of times end up bombing out. And now they don't secure second, they end up not totaling. So, uh, 100% you lower your opener here. Now the debate becomes, um, you know, we, we are 10 kilos behind at subtotal so we can drop it essentially seven and a half kilos right now for your opener and still pull after the other lifter so we still get to sit back and see what they do so we know what numbers to turn in the problem with that is if you're if your warm-up felt that hard and you know let's say you normally open up or your last warm-up is 20 kilos less than your opener well, that's still dropping seven and a half kilos. That's still taking a 12 and a half kilo jump 
from that opener or from that last warm up that felt hard, that still might be too much. So this is where you kind of have to have a, a, a heart to heart conversation with yourself and be like, okay, you know, are we going to, are we going to somewhat concede first and make sure we guarantee a total and then just kind of see how it plays out? Or are we going to stick to our guns and want to have a shot at first, no matter what, um, my opinion, and this is actually, this is actually different than a lot of the, the lifters or the comments that we got. Most people said drop seven and a half kilos so that you still pull after. And if that's a realistic number, I agree because you always want to be in the driver's seat if possible. But I would actually, in this situation, thinking that we probably are only going to be good for one hard pull, I would actually drop lower than that, secure the second place. Um, so I'd probably drop, I don't know, 15 kilos even, or maybe even drop down to what my last warm-up was, just get it on the board. The disadvantage now is I don't know, I'm not going to get to pick my second attempt and after my competitor, I'm going to have to pick my second attempt before my competitor because now I've dropped below what they're opening at. So I'm not going to get to see what they do. So that puts us in a big disadvantage, but still at the end of the day, we're going to have to deadlift 10 kilos more than them to win. So I, again, this is my opinion. I would drop, you know, probably to what we just warmed up with. And then I would, then I would jump. So they were opening at 200 kilos. So my second attempt then would be 210, which would have been my original opener. And that would, that would basically allow me to get ahead of them, assuming they missed their second chances are they're going to make their second. And this is where we can kind of decide what we want to do. Um, this gets, a, this is very hard to explain over a podcast um, without having visuals, but if they take a really big jump, um, we can maybe hope that they're going to miss their second attempt. If they take a really small jump, then we make a decision. Okay. You know, if th then we make a decision on the third attempt, um, after the, after we pull our second, if we want to jump to something kind of big and then drop down to wherever we need to be or whatnot. But if they're taking more than a seven and a half kilo jump from their second to their third, then we're not in the driver's seat anymore. If we can be, if we can um, basically be pulling our third attempt after their third attempt, then we can, you know, decide that if they make it, then we can make a change and go up. If they miss it, then we stay at the same number. But I think, the fact that the fact that it was hard as a warm up and adrenaline's going to hit a little bit when you hit the platform likely but i just think your best bet is to as much as i hate to do it um drop your opener significantly save your energy get on the board and then maybe make a bigger jump and you know see where the cards fall from there but you essentially give up your driver's seat if you drop below the other competitor because then you're not pulling after them. So. Yeah, I agree. Well, and I think this is where someone who's um, having someone handle you instead of handling yourself is um, where this would be a real plus because situations like this happen and, you know, then your ego gets in it and then you're, you know, you've got adrenaline going on and you're, you're second guessing yourself. And it's like, you, you have to really, I feel like have, a person that makes those decisions, you know, who's conferred with you before and knows where you want to be and what's important to you. 
Um, bombing out is not really ever a good option for sure. But I, I think having somebody else really kind of be objective and make some of those decisions and recommend that to you, I think is really where you want to be. Yeah. And, you know, just from a strategy standpoint, I mean, we can still, after our second, after our second deadlift, we can turn in whatever we need to beat the other person's mm -hmm. second deadlift. And we're still in the driver's seat if they take a seven and a half kilo jump to their third or less, because we'll pull after them. But if they take a 15 kilo jump, now we have to kind of decide, are we going to pull before them to beat their second and hope they miss? Or are we going to, you know, stay 10 kilos ahead of their third but the problem then is if they miss their third and we miss our third, they still win because we didn't get ahead of them yet. So, you know, that's, that's one of those decisions. But again, I think it comes down to the fact that we're likely not going to make that big third pull if our warm up felt that bad. So you have to be realistic mm -hmm. and, you know, play the odds that if we can get ahead of their second attempt, then hopefully they'll miss their third and, you know, getting into the first place position at any point, it should be the priority after we've secured a total. I agree. That's all I, I have agree. to say And that's about what's so that. much fun about deadlifts, right? That's all I have to say. <laughs> about that. <laughs> okay, Forrest. Yeah. So um, what's the new lifter tip for this week, Josh? All right. So this one, I think, is pretty common sense. There was a lot of comments on this one uh, that – they didn't know that that was something that happens. But basically, uh, our new lifter tip this week, apply chalk to your hands by rubbing the blocks on your hands. There's no need to crush the blocks between your hands. Seems pretty straightforward, but I, I do see a lot of new lifters and I guess some not so new lifters, but mostly new lifters that they'll take a, a fairly new block of chalk and just basically just crush it between their hands and rub. Um, and it basically just destroys the block of chalk. So, yeah, well, um, I, I actually kind of like the, the, um, the powder in the bin instead of the chalk itself, because then you don't have to get, you can kind of, I don't know, just decide where it goes a little bit more. That's me. But I've also seen people walk up to the bar with bits of chalk in their hands and crush it as they grab the bar. Yeah. Which and that, is and that's maybe one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. That's kind of along the lines of what I'm saying here too, I guess. Yeah. Like Not there's no, there's really no need for that. And especially, I mean, if it's your own chalk and you want to do that, fine, you know, be obnoxious. But you know, when there's a block of chalk that all of the lifters at a meet are using and there's one little block in there and you crush it, that's just being it. Mm. That's being a jerk. So, yeah. And meet directors aren't going to have, you know, 10 blocks, you know, behind the scenes that they can just keep restocking that we just wouldn't. Yeah. That. That's just being high maintenance. So don't do that. And I frown on that. Josh, you should give one of those um, looks. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed in you. Like, Ooh, ooh, ooh that's worse. I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, I am. Um, I have a rack now set up in my basement and my husband was lifting down there last week and I went down to the basement and I saw his bar was still loaded. Uh, what would be the look you give to that, Josh? It would be, you son of a bitch. <laughs> That's the look. It's like, you think this is your own house? You could leave your bar loaded? Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay, I guess he got to leave his bar loaded. Still loaded. I didn't unload it. And you know what? Don't unload it. Don't leave don't that. Worry, I'm not going if, to. My if, back's if, still torqued. <laughs> if, you, if, you can't, if you can't work out for four weeks because the, he left the bar loaded, stick to it on principle. Mm. Make him unload it first. <laughs> that's, 
that that's uh, your coaching tip of the week. <laughs> if you got to take four weeks off because somebody else left their bar loaded, so what? Just leave it. Yeah. Passive aggressive, Josh. There you yeah. go. <laughs> true. All right. So we've been doing a little bit where we talk about um, top lifting songs. And this is week one. What is my top lifting song? And this is going to be maybe a little bit of surprise. And um, it's, yeah. So when it comes to hey, the let, down- hold on, let's, let's go, let, let's do a countdown. Since this, oh, countdown, since this okay. is, this is number one, let's, let's Gives go through context. Let's go through the list. Taste. Yep. All right. Number five was blind by corn. Number four was die with your boots on by iron maiden. Great squatting song. Nothing makes you just want to get under a heavy bar like that. Uh, number three was the zoo by the scorpions. Number two was sulfur by slipknot and number one. All right, so I'm going to mention my honorable mention first because I actually have two number ones, but one's so, like a one and a half. Like well, a, wouldn't wouldn't not that, quite two? Wouldn't that? Yeah, make no, I should. I'm, I'm making. I'm, it's my own rules, okay? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so my honorable mention uh, Eminem song till I collapse because that song is just the beginning of it, man. Yep. It'll just make you wanna. That's a great one. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna do this or not type of thing, right? Yep. So my number one song that I always have on for last deadlifts, because I'm one of those people that likes to get like emotion going. Yep. And uh, you're speaking my language. I know it's just weird. I didn't even know you did this too. And well, I, I kind of knew you were emo, but I didn't understand that it's the same way. But uh, <laughs> um, like, I like to get super emotional right before deadlifts. Like, you know, this is do or die. I'm pulling up a train off my mother type of thing, you know, just get super emotional. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was random. Okay. I guess I don't, I don't go that far, but. <laughs> well, you know, I'm trying to think of, you know, big stuff. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's like we're um, powerlifting and life really starts to intersect when everything's almost over and, you know, it's, it's kind of do or die time. So um, my number one song is Kenny Loggins. This is it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I am Josh Rohr and I approve that message. <laughs> Probably not everyone else's go-to song, but that's mine and I'm sticking with it. I agree. I like it. There you go. It's good stuff. So, All right, so I guess we got to figure out what we're going to do next week. We got to come up oh. with a new list. Right. Hmm. All right. Well, that'll be our, uh, That'll be our big reveal next week. What will yeah. be our power ballad part? Because we haven't thought that <laughs> through yet. Because we're not that professional. Or it's all part of our plan to make yes, you think that. That's that's it. <laughs> no, we, we just don't have our shit together. That's all it is. Not really. But cool. Well, uh, I think that pretty much does it for today. Um, I am I so I'm going to uh, I'm going to throw another plug out there. This is, this is completely random. Um, oh, I can't think of the name of it now though. That's wow. Fail. Yeah. Fail man. Super prepared. All right. Never mind. Um, no, no plugs, no plugs. <laughs> that's the worst. That's the worst endorsement ever. You can just edit that out later. Maybe No, I'm leaving it. <laughs> we don't edit. All right. Well, follow us on Facebook. Send us questions, send us um, messages, ask questions, DM us. That's what that's called at PL Ballads Podcast. Email us at PL, 
I can't see that. PL ballads, PL ballads podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. We'll get through this. They don't work. They really don't. It's hard getting old. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that does it for us. Thanks guys for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, please remember to subscribe and share it with your friends.